1: say you always follow
0: yeah
4: yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and Polly howard on
5: call this year's derby and you could win big in t-mobile home run derby prediction pool enter and take a swing at your share of twenty-five thousand in prizes and a trip to the world series presented by capital one that's a good trip Visit www.draftkings.com slash T-Mobile to make your free predictions. T-Mobile, we deliver outstanding wireless experiences, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See draftkings.com for all of the details. Beginning hour number two, follow the money. Dave Ross, Sean King coming at you from Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. We mentioned how right now the King would normally be already in football shape getting ready for training camp. I wonder if that's the case for one Josh Allen. Because ESPN's own Field Yates said this, and I quote, I truly believe there is not a single player that is scarier to defend in the NFL than Josh Allen. At his apex, I believe Josh Allen can be as dominant a player in the NFL as any other in the NFL this year. I am picking him as my MVP. Well, he's the shortest field. He's the shortest favorite on the board at 7-1. So I don't think that's going on in a great limb there. But to to Field's point about being the the scariest and the most dominant player in the NFL, you know, when I talk to Michael Lombardi, he calls it the single wing. Mm -hmm. That we're running, we're bringing back what's old as new again in the NFL. And, you know, that sounds like a a dirty phrase, a single wing. You You can't throw it. He can throw it, but he is dangerous when they utilize his legs. Do you agree with that assessment from Field Yates, that he is can be the most dominant player of any player in the league, that's including, say, Aaron Donald at Nostak, Jalen Ramsey at corner. Pick your position. Pick your best player. That Josh is the alpha of all of those alphas. Do you agree with that assessment? So
6: I understand what Field is saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily disagree with his opinion that Allen is his MVP pick, because you can make a factual, logical case for Josh Allen being MVP. Being a former NFL quarterback, to me, this is the year where I decide exactly what and who Josh Allen is. And here's the reason that people that support the Bills, people that are picking Josh Allen, aren't talking about. Brian Daybold is now the head coach of the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. He had a great feel for how to utilize Josh Allen and get the most out of his talents. Now Josh is a immensely talented quarterback. He may be fine regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. But I get to find that out. I think uh is uh who's a good Dorsey is who's the OC in Buffalo now. It's the for Miami. The old Miami uh quarterback from not mistaken. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Ken Dorsey. So it's to be interesting. Can he figure out and fit, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ken Dorsey was the OC in Carolina with Cam Newton, mm. if I'm not mistaken. And
5: by the way, he was MVP, yeah. running a similar if style not offense. not the quarterback
6: coach, but I know he was quarterback coach, good. right. So he got to see how they utilized Cam Newton, but Cam Newton was much more run first, whereas Josh is pass first, and they utilized, as Phil mentioned, his legs as a major weapon. So I get what he's saying, but. For me, I want to see what Josh does this year. New coordinator, some new pieces. Is the production better than it was last year? Because in my opinion, for him to win MVP, he has to have a better year than he had last year. And I say that because I think Russell's going to light it up in Denver. And I think there are some people who feel like they should have already given Russell an MVP. Yeah. And he hasn't. And he's older
5: lifetime achievement award. Yes.
6: So I think Russell will have a big year in Denver and if I can get 14 to 1 on Russell, which is double what the odds are on Josh Allen, mm. I'm taking Russell Wilson.
5: Bills are the shortest uh favorite on the board to win the Super Bowl at 6 to 1. Josh Allen, the smallest uh, number on the board there to win the MVP at 7 to 1. I love your your idea there of Russell at 14 to 1 cuz people you have to remember this and I think across the network we try to do a pretty good job of letting you know that this is a narrative driven award mm-hmm. right this is people that are fallible that are voting so sometimes numbers be damned this is not something that you go this is not quantitative that you go well he checks this da, 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 so therefore he wins mvp this is in the eye of the beholder and if he goes out russell to denver in what is now being deemed the t- already before we've played one game the toughest division in the history of the nfl mm-hmm. that's what that's the narrative and if Denver wins that division with Russell Wilson in year one, and they usurp Patrick Mahomes, they've won the division. What? what? Five, six years in a row. Yeah. Right. They've been they've been running the roost there in the AFC West. If Russell Wilson does that, because look, Josh Allen, Buffalo, they're they're supposed to win the East. And I was looking
6: up Allen's stats. So Allen has the last year was sixty three percent, forty four hundred yards passing, thirty six touchdowns, fifteen picks, rush for seven sixty three and six. So he would have to, in my opinion, to win MVP, usurp those numbers statistically. And with a new coordinator, I wonder you know, if there is some regression.
5: Mm. The, the other, and by the way, very quickly, because I look at Lamar Jackson, I, I put Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Cam Newton in his Carolina days, very similar. And Josh does do it a little bit differently because the percentage, the completion percentage shot up in year two. Remember year one, though. Josh's completion percentage was not good, mm-hmm. right? This was not an accurate quarterback. Normally, you don't increase your accuracy. I don't believe in the end of I mean, you just talked about the coaching changes, Dable and Dorsey, et cetera. Talk us through that for Josh, what that is going to look like this year. Because if he, you know, you're, you're reaching without those guys, they're gone. They're not in Buffalo anymore. They're in New York with the Giants. And they're going to try to do the same thing with Danny Dimes, which will be an a very interesting case study. If they can bring Danny Dimes up, mm-hmm. then you start to go, is it? I mean, it's got to be the player, but also the coaching is a big part of it. Well,
6: I believe it's a quarterback's familiarity breeds confidence. Confidence creates more consistent completions. So <laughs> that's why having a new system, I know Ken was there, so I'm sure it'll be some turn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be some things that stay the same, but Ken's going to put his own touch on it. You know, whereas to your point with Daniel, Jones in New York, he's learning a new system. Very difficult for a quarterback to become a more accurate passer in a new system. What you saw with Josh is as he got more familiar in Buffalo, he became a more consistent thrower of the football because his confidence was higher.
5: So we mentioned that 7-1 for Josh to win MVP. What, what do you think the number is? Just take a guess for Daniel Jones.
6: Infinity? Infinity. <laughs> Like one,
5: yeah, one, they might
6: give you like one of those live tournament uh 130 to one. Yeah, he has no shot.
5: But see, I don't the, even
6: know if he's gonna be the starting quarterback after midseason. Because I think Tyrod Taylor's better than him. Whoa.
5: See, here's the thing though with Danny Dimes when he's coming out of Duke. Like, you're seeing like Daniel Jones is supposed to be a combo of a Josh Allen and a Lamar Jackson and a Cam Newton, a guy that can utilize his legs, get out on the edge. And if the turf monster doesn't get him in Philadelphia, he might take it 60 yards to the house. I mean, he's got athletic tools. Now he's not as big as Josh Allen. Not many quarterbacks are as big as Josh Allen, but it's so interesting to me. And my goodness, do you know this better than most? The the narratives around quarterbacks and what they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We need you in the pocket. We need you to be the guy that on 3rd and 11 can drop it in the bucket, right? But that's not Daniel Jones. That's not necessarily Josh Allen. It sure as hell isn't Lamar
6: Jackson. So here's what happened to Daniel Jones, and it's through no fault of his own. It's the same thing that happened to Baker Mayfield and Mitchell Trubisky. They were overdrafted. Mm. If Daniel Daniel Jones was a sixth pick in 2019, so he's a top 10 draft pick, with that comes expectations that aren't realistic For a guy that, he wasn't ACC player of the year. He wasn't viewed as the best quarterback in the ACC conference. He's a manning product. Right. So now you put him on this big stage, and you expect six-pick-in-the-draft type production. And, you know, it's kind of been the thing that's worked against him. Because at the end of the day, in three years, he's thrown 45 touchdowns, 29 picks. If he had been drafted mid-second round, which is probably where he should have been drafted, you look at that and say, "Okay, this is a cool young quarterback. We'll see what he turns into." So he's being judged to me on an unfair scale because he wasn't worthy of being a six pick in the draft.
5: Okay, let's just go down the primrose path for G men backers out there. Okay. Okay. Pain. <laughs> you just you ended that. Follow the Elvick Road very quickly. There's no Munskin Land going on here for Daniel Jones. So you don't think that this is a reclamation project? Because, by the way, they didn't pick up his option, so this could be the last year that you see Danny Dimes in New York. With Brian Dable there, you don't see any scenario where this team – I mean, I can't believe the win total is seven for a team that won four games last year. And you get plus money, you a dollar five if you want to go over. But, by the way, do the math. you got to get to eight. Well, here's the one light at the end of the tunnel for Giants
6: fans. Yep. I think they could be really good on the defensive line because you have Leonard Williams there. You have uh, Aziz Alajeri. Who I love, you know, from University of Georgia, who was a rookie last year, Uh, he ended up with how many sacks? He ended up with eight sacks. You're not last year, and they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau, right? They had a great draft. So when you put those three guys together, I mean, you're you're looking at potentially a a defensive line that can get after the opposing team's quarterback. Now the question becomes: Is Saquon Barkley healthy? Mm -hmm. And if he's healthy, how healthy is he? Is he back? To rookie year level of health, or is he back to I can make it, but I can't exert at the high. So I mean, they got some question marks, but the receiving core is not bad if they're all healthy. Uh, so, uh,
5: But it gets back to like say like Tua in Miami with all the weapons and the Cheetah and the. Uh, yeah, they have no uh, shot. But you got Tua. Like it's yeah. it's about the signal call, right? It's still gonna be about Danny Dimes. Is is he going to be able to process? What he's going to need to process in Brian Dable's new offense to make him successful.
6: I don't think Danny will succeed in, in New York. I don't think that fan base will allow it.
5: Like Mitchell Trubisky's, might have to find right. a new a new spot. Right, that energy that's
6: been built up there. I don't think there's a giant fan you can find anywhere. If they if you say Daniel Jones, they're going to smile. And it's tough to perform in that kind of auditorium. But The minute that something goes wrong, the boos come out. The, oh, here we go again. It's come not out. It's Kansas tough.
5: City. It's not. It's New York. Yeah, it's tough. That fan base can be a little bit rough. When we come back, let's talk some college football. Sounds good. All right, we'll come on back here just beginning hour number two of Follow the Money right here on VSEN The Sports Betting Network.
4: the money on VSAN
5: the Sports Betting Network. The VCN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VCN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today, you're gonna to get Vieson's Daily Best Bets, including Adam Burke's Daily MLB best bets, and about preseason coverage. It's coming. Premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets, email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through the end of the month. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Some really good information in that newsletter, by the way. So you should definitely check it out. Back here with Sean King. I am Dave Ross. Follow the money here. Let's talk some college football, because I'm getting excited. Uh, end of July, mid-July, you start to think about, well, not just training camp in the NFL, but boy, boy, we're getting closer and closer to kickoff in college football. You miss your Tulane days? Like this time of year, getting ready know, for a I season? I dead
6: broke. No,
5: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Brent Venables is not broke. He's a rich man now as the new head coach at Oklahoma. And he's got a new quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. And he had this to say at Big 12 Media Day. Take a listen.
4: Uh, Dylan Gabriel's a winner. Uh, you know, there's you can't say it any better than that. He's thrown for over 8,000 yards, completed over 60% of his passes. Um, incredible uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Um, just a great leader. Uh, as as he is again, he's our quarterback, and uh, certainly anything can happen. Uh, as we move forward through fall camp, um, it's always about daily competition. But I feel great. I can lay my head down at night knowing um, not just what he has done on the football field, but the t- quality of the person he is. And he's about all the right stuff. Uh, he's dependable. He's reliable. He's accountable. He's humble. Um, he's, he's one of our hardest workers. Uh, shows up early. He's the last one to leave. Um, always working to improve. And just to, so he, he leads by example, and guys guys follow him. You know, he's a galvanizer of people.
5: A galvanizer of people. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's rah-rah, run-through-the-wall stuff. But you need that, certainly in college. You absolutely need that. And
6: I'm actually a big fan of Dylan Gabriel. When I was uh, coaching at University of South Florida, of course, Central Florida is our main rival. Mm-hmm. So Dylan was the quarterback for Central Florida. He's really good. And the fact that Jeff Lebby was his offensive coordinator at Central Florida is now the OC at Oklahoma, and he doesn't have to learn a new system. This is a system he's played in previously. My issue with Oklahoma is the talent around Dylan. Mm. I mean, you lose Mario Williams to uh, USC, you lose Hazelwood to Arkansas. They had another receiver that left and went to the University of Houston. So that cupboard isn't as elite as it was when Lincoln was still there. So I think this is a rebuild year for Oklahoma.
5: Thirty to one, if you want to take a shot at Dylan Gabriel to be the Heisman winner. Look, back in the old days of of uh <laughs> Lincoln Riley, quarterbacks were winning Heisman's yes. at OU. Jason what, White,
6: Josh right. Heupel. Like just, it's just if you played the position, you won the award. Yeah. And then he go sort of to, like the hurricanes in the nineties. Right. Yeah. So what Gino like, Toretta's.
5: Geno Toretta won a Heisman. Think of that. Boy, that Alabama game still sticks in my mind. But I digress. What about Oklahoma and what they're going to look like this year? Because I think a lot of people are assuming that Boomer Sooner might be more bust than boom this year. Venables, defensive guy, we know that. You Just look at the jawline. Mm -hmm. Looks like a defensive guy. Are they going to be pedestrian on offense? Are they going to play closer to the vest now?
6: I I still think they have talent. I mean, they're still Oklahoma, but I don't think they're elite. I think the advantages that they've had the last few years in the Big 12 won't exist this year because – First of all, Dabo Sweeney culturally runs a completely different shop mm. than Lincoln does. And so with Venables coming back from being under Dabo, just looking at what Jeff Scott is trying to do at South Florida, what um, at Virginia, uh, the, the uh, Tony. Um,
5: oh, taking over there for. Yeah, um, well,
6: they're trying to. Yeah, Tony Elliott. What he's trying to do Bronco. in Virginia. Right. They're trying to implement that Clemson way. And so there's going to be some turnover that happens at Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's trying to. You know, create a better foundation as they head into the SEC You know, very soon. So I think this is a not a complete rebuild, but I don't like Oklahoma this year in the Big 12. I actually like Kansas State hmm. to win the Big 12. I really? think Deuce Vaughn is a phenomenal running back. They added Adrian Martinez, the quarterback from Nebraska, who I think is a perfect fit for Manhattan, Kansas, and what Chris Kleiman wants to do on offense. I love – Chris, as the head coach, what he did at North Dakota State, I just think the Big 12 is ripe you know, for someone to come in. Oklahoma State lost almost a majority of that defense. you know. We'll see if Baylor made the right decision at quarterback, mm. but they got to replace some skilled guys as well. So I, I, Texas, uh, what is Quinn yours? I mean, we know he's talented. Are they ready to do it in year one? We'll see. I just think Kansas State – is great value. 15, 16 to 1, you can get them to win the Big Twelve.
5: If right now you get Oklahoma plus a dollar eighty to win the Big Twelve, there, no.
6: No, I don't want none of that. It's not long. No. You need more. Oklahoma's been the most talented team in the Big Twelve. That's why they've won. I don't think they're the most talented team in the Big Twelve this year.
5: Well, how would you play the, the win total? Because nine and a half, it's actually juiced to the under slightly at minus dollar fifteen. If you want to go over and they can get 10 out of that 12. Is this a, a Three loss Oklahoma team. If you want to play that under it being juiced at minus dollar fifteen, I think it's the right number. Just because the non-conference
6: is UTEP and Kent State, right? You know, then okay. they have they have at Nebraska. But I mean, what is the the energy around the corn hustlers in week three if Scott Frost loses early? I mean, he took a pay cut. You know, generally at this point in the well, he of career, like, he felt he's like he's getting dead man like walking extensions, right? right, and raises. So. And then I think the Big 12's down. I, I really do. I don't think the Big 12 is as good as it has been. Iowa State graduated so much. TCU now without Gary Patterson. Oklahoma State lost almost the entire defense. Their mm-hmm. OD line is still good, but the linebackers and, corn and uh, DBs, they're replacing a whole lot. So, you know, Texas, I mean, where is Steve Sarkeesian and getting them to where he wants them to be? So, you know, I think that total's about right. I wouldn't be surprised if, if – if, they're nine and three. That, that's what they look like to me.
5: You know, it's normally you don't replace a legend with what might potentially turn out to be a, a mini legend. Bob Stoop's legend. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, and it, if you remember back when, when Bob stepped away, it's like, I'm, he's ready. I'm turning it over to Lincoln. Well, he was right. And I think people read into that and thought, well, there's got to be more here to meet CIA. He's not just going to give up his gig and give it to the OC. It's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he knew that the time was now to pass it over to Lincoln. Now, he didn't. Lincoln didn't reach Bob Stoops' heights, did get him to a college football playoff, right? Didn't end well. But still, he got him to, to one, right? What is Brent Venables? Like, is, is Venables going to be the next Bob Stoops, a guy that's going to be there forever? Or is he going to be another Lincoln Riley who's there for maybe two cups of coffees, and then he rolls out? So, a couple things
6: there. Again, and this is where I think – Association breeds assimilation, Dave. I think whatever you hang around, you become like that environment. Where has Venables been? Clemson, Mm -hmm. Dabo, consistency, continuity, not a lot of turnover, only recruiting certain kind of players. You know, don't really delve into the transfer portal. Now I think his transition is gonna be more rocky than Lincoln because of the exodus of talent. You Mm -hmm. know, when Lincoln took over for stoops, we didn't have a transfer portal. Right. You know, free agency didn't exist in college football. You know, this time around, as far as Brent coming in, familiarity with him having been at the program before, but they lost a lot of talent. You know, so it'll take them a year, you know, to replace and replenish, you know, you know, that that cupboard. It's not bare, but it's not as deep as it
5: was. It's interesting, you just saw it there from No Huddle Show, uh, this tweet that the last time Oklahoma hired a head coach outside of the current Oklahoma staff was stoops back in ninety nine. Who's on the staff? Ron Venables, Stoops brought in a transfer quarterback named Josh Heupel. Now Venables brings in a transfer quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Heupel was Gabriel's head coach. At UCF. Dylan
6: Gabriel's the only reason I think they can win nine games. If they hadn't brought in Dylan Gabriel, I'd be going
5: under that win total. I think Dylan Gabriel was really good. Is that then? Does that make sense? That circuitous route that we just showed you from '99 dating back to Bob Stoops. It's really not then outside the family mm-hmm. with Venables because he was on the staff with Stoops. Right? So there is a connected way, even though this feels like you're going outside the program with this high Well, it
6: says two things. They have a big budget, and they have a good succession plan. I mean, you can pay Lincoln and Brett enough money to stay there as coordinators for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just the, the support for that program is elite, you know, and it's only going to get better. I mean, when they go into the SEC, now they get – shares of that TV deal, which is larger than what the Big 12 has. That brand is bigger. You know, now kids that maybe didn't want to come to Oklahoma because of the conference they played in are going to gravitate there because they can say we're going to play Alabama and Nick Saban, we're going to play Kirby Smart in Georgia. So they'll be back, you know, to where they were before. But I think just this year, 2022, Oklahoma takes a slight step back.
5: And I, I like your theory on K State to win the conference at a much better price point than the favorite here in OU. If the conference is down, and if OU is not the same OU, potentially a three or four loss team, mm-hmm. right? Potentially, then you would play the longer shot instead of playing the smallest favorite. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that just seems to make yeah. common sense.
6: I think the conference is down. Last year, Iowa State. Remember, they were supposed to be.
5: Well, yeah. Yeah, they
6: graduated Brees Hall and Purdy. He finally in graduated. Bachelor. Yeah. You
5: know. <laughs> I think they've got Purdy's. They. they they're an interesting team, Iowa State. But, yeah, I like going off the board a little bit there with K-State. It does seem to make more sense. When we come back, I wanted to get back to your thoughts that you had at the top of the show. Did Rory choke or did Cam win? Plus, I want to discuss a moment I might have had with Martina Higgins. Come on back. <laughs> follow the money right here on these sports
4: betting news. Vset, the sports betting network.
5: Ice cold beers, cold, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with Heineken 2022 soccer prediction challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, please drink responsibly. I got a text from my good buddy Rob Harris back in Washington, D.C. He's watching us, and he said, Sean King's been really good this morning. And he said, but what's up with this? I had a moment with Martina. (laughs) Now, if you recall, you and I earlier in the program, we were talking a little tennis. And I get mad when you guys, you guys being great athletes, just pick up sports that I play. Okay. Tennis, golf. I'm pretty good at ping pong. used to beat Rob's ass back when we were kids. Okay. Um, And then you just mentioned casually how you trained with some of the best, the, one of the trainers that trained literally the best players in the world, and that's how you learned tennis. Right. I didn't have that same background. But I did have a moment with Martina Hingis. If, people, if you don't remember the Swiss Miss, she was former number one in the world. Mm-hmm. I met her back in D.C. when she was playing for the Washington Castles, the tennis team there, world team did, And um, we we hit it off. And well, she was single at the time. Okay. And I thought, Sean, that maybe this would help improve my my tennis game. You could be Miss Hingis. Yeah, that's
6: what I was or thinking. Or Mr. Hingis.
5: So I just want you to – you tell me from the picture, do you think I had a shot at Martina Hingis? I have no idea yeah. if the Swiss miss is – Martina's
6: a cool one. She's awesome. Yeah, she's super cool. Like, we used to go and rehab – like she had like this, uh, like you know, they have like the the, the hot tubs, but not, not the attached to the pool, like yeah. the standalone units. Yeah. So like, her and her mom had a uh, a house in Saddlebrook. So when we and her would finish working out, we go and get in the hot tub, and it just was amazing how dedicated. Wait,
5: wait, 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 wait. How dedicated? You would go in the hot tub with Martina. Yeah. So you're saying that your moment might have been even better than my moment. No, 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 no. No, no, no. that's what it sounds like to me. We just were friends. No, I know. But if you're in a hot tub with Martina Hingis, and all I got was a picture. Yeah.
6: We're probably a little more intimate as far as our conversations. Like, we were friends. Because it used to be fascinating to me, like, how focused, like, the Olympic sport athletes are. Because you had Helena Jokic. I think she might have been, like, 15 at the time. And then you had Capriati kind of this is when she was on her comeback tour. Yeah. You know, when she had overcome, you know, all the other stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, you had, you know, James Blake and Marty Fish and me, and then my girl Martina. That's my girl, man. Martina's great. So
5: so we can show the picture. I thought that I was gonna like usurp you for once and show you this wonderful picture that people had buzzing in DC that uh, maybe we were we were She's a good girl, man. And you were in the hot tub with her. I love Martina. Big fan of Martina. Uh,
6: Really cool. She is. She's awesome. She really is. Very, 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 very sweet girl.
5: Number one in the world. That could have been me. It is not. You said off the top of the show that Rory McIlroy choked. Those are harsh words. So no, they're really not harsh words.
1: No, it is. No, it's not. If you say somebody
5: gagged.
6: If you put it in the context of it's the truth. Okay. And the truth doesn't have emotions. See, sometimes we're so predisposed to, oh, I heard this, so that's a negative or a malicious thing. It's not. At the end of the day, how many makeable birdie putts did Rory have on Uh, Sunday? 18. And how many did he make? Two. That's the definition of choking. Ooh. See, but when you hit 18 greens in regulation. But I know the old. I I I golf all the time. Yeah. And there are a lot of older men that I play with, fairways and greens, fairways and greens. That's it, baby. That's what they do. Rory's supposed to be top three player in the world. He is. We didn't putt like it. If you Sometimes you have to be able to call a spade a spade because that's what it is. It's a spade. This doesn't mean that I'm anti-Rory. No, no, no. Yeah, this doesn't mean that I won't root for Rory moving forward in majors. But I am saying yesterday, a golfer of his ability level, Missed every makeable birdie putt he
5: had. Yeah, it's... And at some point, his caddy said, hey, Cam's hot. And that's the thing. And I I thought that it was a a, a great point of demarcation uh, when we had Brian Crowell on earlier in the show from SiriusXM, PGA Tour Radio, that had he been paired with Cam, then you see what's going on. Now, yes... Your your caddy can tell you. There's certainly... You can see what's happening. Is that a right? psychological flaw? Absolutely. That
6: I, you have to see the competition to...
5: Well, because it's easier to stare down... Have that killer down. instinct? It's easier to stare you down if I'm playing with you. If you're playing... Like, if you and I are playing together, I know what you're doing. And right. I know who I have to be. If you're a group ahead of me, like Cam was, I'm... What's he doing? Right? I'm kind of wondering. And then I see a number going, jeez, what the... it guy just birdied that hole? Like... It, it does play into so it. the switch should have came on, and the switch never came on
6: for Rory. You it, think because Cam's resurgence started at ten?
5: Yes, he went so
6: okay birdie, at, birdie, at birdie, ten. Roy, okay, yeah, well, that's cute. At eleven, ah, at twelve, like oh whoa. At thirteen, like okay, let me tighten up. <laughs> I mean, at, at what point? I mean, does he not this? I got
5: to elevate this. Because clearly Victor Holland at that point, who he's playing with. Right. Vic is not part of the equation anymore. Cam Young, by the way, and we this is the first time we mentioned yeah, the game. Cam kid. played better than Rory. He did. Well, he eagled 18, which meant that Cam Smith then had to make a birdie, which he did on 18. That's why you have to classify what Rory did as
6: choking. He didn't finish second. He didn't lose in a playoff. He had a four-shot lead on Cameron
5: Smith. Rory finished third. The greatest round ever at St. Andrews. Was Tiger Woods in 2005 minus 19, 1900? Yeah. Cam Young did that. He Cam matched Smith. Tiger Woods. Cam Young matched yeah, Tiger. Yeah, he did. He did. And Cam Smith beat Tiger. Yeah. So Cam Smith now has the all time scoring record at St. Andrews, right? At the St. St. Andrews. St. Andrews. Because they don't say Saint. Yeah. It's like they I don't like say, that. right? They say like St. St. Andrews. Yeah. And like they don't say they being them over there across the pond. They don't say Wimbledon like we've Americanized it. Right. We say St. Andrews, Wimbledon. It's Wimbledon. They say it with elegance, because I like the English, like to tell you, they created the English language. I got you. Right? So they want to stick it to you, that that's, okay. this is the way we say it. So, so Rory, I, if you had Rory tickets, is that a bad beat? Because he was the betting favorite. Absolutely. Why are you pulling your hair out? You're, I think you. I think Rory's doing the same thing that everybody had a ticket on Rory saying, "How did he not win?" Cam didn't catch Rory. Rory allowed himself to be caught. But see, if Rory hits one in the in the 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 bushes, right? Like we saw Cam Young do, ironically, at nine. I think it was, and he made a bogey there. Like Rory didn't make a bogey. He didn't make any putts either. But he didn't make any mistakes. He did make mistakes. He was Ice Man. Every one of those birdies. He was Ice Man. Every and top one gun. of those memorable birdie putts. Do you remember that in Top Gun? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they go, Iceman. That's the way he flies. No, no mistakes. I'm Maverick. I'm, but Maverick yeah. was—he was the Cam Smith. Yeah. By the, the way, if guard. you haven't
6: seen the new Top Gun, it's I phenomenal. Seen. Oh, it's awesome.
5: No spoilers. Do we yeah. win? Did USA win? Because we always—you uh, you
6: can't say no spoilers and then ask me a question. Well, we can't lose. But before we get off a of subject. Well, by
5: the way, so I want you to admit that Cor- that Rory McIlroy—he choked. I won't do that. So, no, sir. I cannot, in good conscience, I can't say than a man who hit 18 greens in regulation and made zero bogeys. How many birdie putts
6: that were makeable did he
5: make? Rory McIlroy, so, over he, the course of four days, Sean King, mm-hmm. made 10 two-putt We're talking birdies. about Sunday. Tiger Woods Sunday. only did that seven times in 2005 We're talking when he won. about
6: Sunday. It's he a, did
5: the three more than we're Tiger. We're
6: talking about Sunday. Four-stroke lead over Cam Smith.
5: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, here's gags. Let me give you golf gags. No, I know Go. the great Vanderbilt. Right, right, ninety nine. But Vanderbilt to into me into the burn. Vanderbilt did not choke to me
6: because Vanderbilt was not viewed as an elite golfer. He had a three shot lead on it the. It doesn't hole. matter.
5: Phil Mickelson, Wingfoot. I They again, put him in entourage. Again, he was so bad when ag- he said, "Roy's worth." My 100. boy's melting down Roy, like Phil Roy, Mickelson at Wingfoot. That Roy, was already Gold. Roy,
6: Roy worth about two hundred million. Makes forty million a year. Viewed as one of the top three golfers in the world.
5: Phil Mickelson hit the hospitality 10 on 18 yeah, with man, a two you know, shot
6: lead. Phil's hanging out the night before nightlife impacting his day life. Roy went home, got a night, a full night's uh, sleep and he just couldn't make any putts. It is what it is. Man, that seems, it seems harsh, but it's not, it's not malicious. No, it's not it's malicious not ma- at all. It's not meant to be harsh, but it's the reality of what happened. If he makes makeable birdies, he's the open champion. Regardless of everything Cameron Smith did, Rory controlled his own destiny. When you tell me that he was fairways and greens, which I watched.
5: 18.
6: Everyone. He didn't miss a shot. His putter choked. His flat stick did not work. The flat stick for Cam Smith sure He was on fire. Best putter in the world. Man, he had a run there. Those five, six birdies in a row, whatever it was. And he was
5: dropping bombs on you.
6: I was getting ready to burn all my tickets I had for the open, and I was like, "Woo, let me keep this one." <laughs> and you had him flop eighteen to one. Nineteen. Nineteen to one. Yeah, I'm still kind of mad. So you, that you, that's I didn't why again. you got
5: the crew Dunkin' Donuts today.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I do that because I'm a good people. I'm a man of the people. You know that. You
5: go with the iced coffee.
6: Yeah. Interesting. I can drink it faster.
5: Sometimes a hot coffee is like really coffee? hot. Me. Apparently, you do. Put me a coffee. When we come back, let's talk about some trade rumors in the NBA. Ooh. Hey, come on back. Just getting it started. About halfway through *Father the Money, right here on these and for the Betting Network.
4: Vset, the sports betting network.
5: Bet Rivers online sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers sportsbook app. Every Wednesday, receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday, you're going to receive a 20% profit boost and now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet, uh, Bet Rivers app. So heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It is a whole new game. Back with Sean King. I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money here on Veasan. What we've established today is that you are once in a hot tub with Martina Hingis. <laughs> that is really impressive. As friends, as friends, which is fine. Yes. I would love to be friends with Martina Hingis in a hot tub. That's awesome, person she is. She is awesome. Big fan of the former Swiss Miss number one. I wonder what's going to happen in the NBA because I think what happened when Kevin Durant said, I want out of Brooklyn, everything went nuts, Mm -hmm. right? Mass chaos. And Kyrie, who opted in, still kind of wants out. Does he? Well, he's going to get paid. So we're we're assuming Kyrie, we'll find out if there's a dance partner for him. But the Kevin Durant one is we're trying to find out all these juxtapositions here with other teams jockeying to get Kevin Durant. And by the way, at the end of this musical, Chairs, there's a real possibility that the Chairs end in Brooklyn and KD and Kyrie are stuck together. I don't know if they're not buds anymore because that they were supposed to be teamed up together. They wanted to be in Brooklyn. They wanted to be cool. They wanted to win. and We thought that was going to work. It didn't. So I don't know necessarily that we're going to find dance partners So for these teams. Can I make a point Bring it.
6: on the Brooklyn Nets? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value we're betting Brooklyn right now to win the Eastern Conference. Because
3: Because I don't
6: think there's anyone that has enough to make the Kevin Durant trade work. And I don't think the Nets would trade Kyrie before they traded Durant because if they can't get a King's ransom for Durant, then guess what? When the season starts, you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irvin, and Ben Simmons. hmm. Kyrie's basically in a contract year. Ben Simmons is in a hopefully I'm healthy. Prove it year, and KD. When it comes to basketball, he's going to be KD. I think they're sitting at what twenty eight to one. Twenty eight to one right now to win the NBA championship, and I think they're like <laughs> six to one to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken,
5: I'll get you that number.
6: If that threesome is together when the season starts, those odds will be way lower than that.
5: To win the East right now, they are equal with the Raptors, about 11-1. to 1
6: So that's even better. To so win the East. Why wouldn't you take a flyer on Durant, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons? Because I think they're all going to still be in Brooklyn.
5: But, but Ben Simmons. Like, are we trusting Ben Simmons to No, be...
6: we're not. But we're betting the value. Because mm. at some point, there is pride inside of Ben Simmons. Yeah, there's, and, and there's got to be. The best thing about what's happened from a... Ben Simmons standpoint is mm-hmm. because of all the attention surrounding KD and Kyrie. Guess who they haven't been talking about?
5: Yeah. No, that's exactly right. They haven't. It's been kind of, you've almost forgotten mm-hmm. about them altogether. This is a report from uh, Wendy, Brian Windhorst from ESPN. Now that the news that DeAndre Ayton is re-signed with, with Phoenix, they matched the offer sheet uh, from Indiana. So he's going back to the Valley of the Sun. And now he can't be traded until January 1st at the earliest. And he says, "Quote that moves the Knicks even further into the favorite spot for Donovan Mitchell to possibly get out of Utah." Now the Heat are trying to jockey for position to get KD, Kevin Durant, or Mitch, according to Bleach Report's Jake Fisher. So he's reporting on Friday that Russell Westbrook—see all these moving parts—West could be headed to Utah in a trade from the Lakers if Mitchell is moved. So I look at that. Westbrook, by the way, fired his agent. I don't know if he likes this news. What? I'm going to Utah. I'm firing you. You're out. He's going to get a new agent. This is crazy to me because it sounds like they want Russell Westbrook out of L.A. And I don't know if that's the king. Of course it's the king. Like if we say, I don't know that it's LeBron. LeBron is is the GM. If he wants Westbrook out, who's going to take that contract?
6: Well, it's not that big a deal today because it's an expiring contract. It only has one year on it. So it's mm. off your books after year one. The question that I pose is if the Lakers get rid of Westbrook, they already have a talent deficiency on their roster. They don't have anything better waiting to take up those minutes. If Anthony Davis can find a way to stay healthy.
5: Oh, boy. Good luck with that.
6: LeBron has the same year he had last year. It was great. Westbrook would... Those two gives you a shot. Anthony Davis and LeBron with no Westbrook, if you aren't replacing him with something, that team can't win a championship.
5: You know, I, I feel like a Russell Westbrook stand, and I don't know why I have to defend him. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame. And I get it. He can't shoot the three. That's not why you want Russell Westbrook. Right? You want the energy. You want the guy taking it to the rack. You want him dishing. This guy was a human walking triple-double. At OKC, he did things that we haven't seen in the game since the Big O, mm-hmm. and yet he's the punching bag. He's the problem. It's always Russell Westbrook. I don't buy that narrative. I really don't. So, like to me, go ahead, move him, and maybe you know you move Donovan Mitchell, and then Russell is the, the alpha at Utah. Like if I'm Russell Westbrook, I know it's Utah. No disrespect to the great state of Utah, but like then he, it's his team in LA. If anything goes wrong, it's not LeBron's fault. It's got to be somebody
6: else's fault. Utah makes sense because it looks like Danny Ainge is cleaning house. Trades Rudy Gobert. It sounds like they're trying to trade Donovan Mitchell, uh, Eagles, you know, left. So they're clearing cap space. So you bring in in Russell. So you can afford Probably get some. Well, well you're only going to have it for a year. Right. So then that comes off your books as well. But what does do the Lakers get in compensation? Like, Donovan Mitchell for Russell Westbrook's expiring contract doesn't make
5: sense. No. Lakers don't have the draft capital that I, Utah I and Danny that,
6: Ainge are looking
5: for. But it feels like to me, correct me if you think I'm wrong here, the Lakers are looking at it as addition by subtraction. That if we get rid of Russ. But see, I don't agree with that. Because who, I, do, they, who do they have behind him? I'm with you. Yeah, that's what I ask. But that's like, what it feels like. Who's it feels like the in the wings? Is, it feels like the narrative is it's Russell Westbrook that's holding back the big three of L.A. Let, let me pose this to you right quick
6: and this is why this collective bargaining agreement that's upcoming mm-hmm. in the NBA is going to be fascinating. If LeBron and what we have heard to be true about his involvement, about who's in L.A. and who's not, the Lakers could very well be sitting there with a team right now, Lonzo Ball at point, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, LeBron, and a JaVale McGee type at center. That team is better than, than what they currently have, the Brooklyn Nets could be sitting there with Jared Allen at center, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Kyrie players. Irving, Joe Harris. It fills up like like, a roster if they went to teams that I thought were better than the teams that they tried to create. You get rid of Jared Allen to bring in uh, what's the guy from the Clippers that was with uh oh, DeAndre is DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. Jared, come on, man. Like but, just, these
5: guys got to stop this. <laughs> they got to stop this. Man. The Lakers, by the way, are You're not a one. GM. Just be a player. Well, then look. Let's let's not mistake. That's this is LeBron's team. Right. He is the GM. And Granted, they want a bubble well, championship. I call it the asterisk title. So, is it worth it? Is what you've done to get Anthony Davis to win the bubble title? Is that enough? If they don't win anything else, if he not one, not if he can, not one.
6: If, if he catches Jordan, it was enough. Ooh. Mm. See, I think they've won, two if they just leave it alone. And not take And keep the Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle in that court. Man, it does look better now, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot better.
5: Are you taking a flyer at 11-1 on the Lake Show this year? No shot. Can LeBron have another year like he had last year, really? Yes. How is he doing it?
6: Because just like Michael Jordan, just like Kobe Bryant, he's gotten so much more efficient as his athleticism has started to diminish. So he can get buckets now in a very efficient manner.
5: I covered... uh, If
6: you look at the transition as they got older, MJ to Kobe, Kobe to LeBron, almost all exactly alike. Develop low post game, have go-to moves that no matter who's on them, you can't stop. Know how to get 25, and it looks like they scored 12.
5: I'll tell you this. If this is the swan song for LeBron, we'll find out, because he was unbelievable last year. He's playing with his son, so I guess he got a couple more years. (laughs) I covered MJ in D.C., and everybody's like, oh, the bad... I'm like, the bad George, I saw him put up over 40. I That dude, it was, a, it was electric having mm-hmm. him in D.C. for those two years. And one time, you know how this works with the media scrums. So after a game, he was the last guy to get out. You know, wait, 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 wait. All the other guys have cleared the locker room. Then MJ comes out fully suited and booted, right? I mean, beautiful suit. And I got pressed up right against his chest, and I've got the microphone up like this. And I'm not kidding you. The thought I had was his jacket probably is worth more than my apartment. That's exactly the thought I had. Like, that man just carried himself differently. So, I don't know if LeBron... He
6: walked around like he was a business.
5: It was. Yeah. They didn't win in D.C. LeBron's got one in L.A. Is it worth it? We'll find out. Lakers have no shot. You're not playing them at 11-1. No. Ralph Rusko is going to join us when we come back, talk all things college football, as we're getting ready for our number three. That iced coffee is doing you... Good work over there, my friend. Come on back. It's Visa, the sports Betting Network.
1: Meet Carl. What's up? Ever since he was a little boy, Carl dreamed of being baseball's greatest outfielder. There was only one problem. You can play to win with BetRivers.com, featuring award-winning customer service in the evening customer service, in the evening customer service, in the evening customer service.
4: If you dare.